Hello mummers, Laura here and today we are chatting all about great snack ideas for labour as well as postpartum nutrition. Enjoy! Hey mama, I'm sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes, it's time for you to guide you through, let's take some time for you, it's pregnancy with physio. Hello mamas and welcome back to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast. Today we are kicking off with episode 5, our final episode in the Pregnancy Nutrition series, discussing all things nutrition during labour as well as in the postpartum period. This is the final episode in our Pregnancy Nutrition series with the wonderful Larissa Telfer, who is an accredited practicing dietitian and diabetes educator. Now, don't forget we have already released the first four episodes in this series where we covered the specific nutrients needed for each individual trimester of pregnancy, safe fish and caffeine consumption, what foods to avoid during pregnancy, pregnancy cravings, healthy gestational weight gain, and gestational diabetes. So make sure you go and have a listen to all of those before you dive into today's episode. There are so many amazing podcast series in the lineup right now, so if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast. Don't forget, we also have a bonus sixth episode exclusively available to members inside the Pregnancy Posse, where Larissa answers all of your questions around breastfeeding nutrition and baby led weaning. So we cover whether keto diets and fasting after birth is safe, breastfeeding probiotics, what extra calories and nutrients that you'll need during breastfeeding and ways that you may be able to help boost your milk supply. This entire podcast series and all our other podcast series, along with our exclusive member-only bonus content, is all live right now inside the Pregnancy Posse. So if you'd love to access all the bonus content and listen to or watch the entire podcast series at once, then check out the Pregnancy Posse today. I've taken my years of experience as a women's health physiotherapist and made this information accessible to every lovely lady online inside the Pregnancy Posse. When you join the Pregnancy Posse, I will guide you week by week throughout your pregnancy with safe weekly workouts tailored to your specific week of pregnancy. I also do a weekly Q&A where I answer all of your burning pregnancy questions and we have a wonderful community forum where members ask each other questions and give each other support. I would love to help you have a healthy, active, pain-free pregnancy. So just head over to thepregnancyposse.com to see what the Pregnancy Posse is all about. Now, let's get into episode five of our pregnancy nutrition series. You are going to love today's chat with Larissa as we discuss the best fuel for labor and nutrition for the postpartum recovery period. Enjoy. I know back in the day, a lot of women were told can't eat during labor you have to fast rada 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 whereas these days we we can we know that we can yeah. snack we know it's a marathon we know that labor could go on for days for some women so it's really important to fuel our bodies do you have any advice around fueling uh, your body for labor and birth or snack ideas that might be helpful for women when they're thinking about what to pack in their hospital bag throughout that process which for some women unfortunately can be very long yeah, previously um, people were often advised that they needed to avoid eating and drinking in case they needed to um, have an anaesthetic or there was that risk. But now certainly there's no evidence to say that women need to be fasting in labour. 
um, mm. which is good because it is. It can last for, you know, days for some people and, you know, you need to have energy to fuel that process. Our preferred source of energy during any sort of, and I'm going to call it strenuous activity because labor yes. is strenuous. 100% true. <laughs> um, our preferred source of energy is carbohydrate foods. So I think trying to include some of those things we've talked about for pregnancy, you know, like your popcorn and your crackers and um, muesli bars, um, fruit as well are great ones. Um, any of those sort of carb foods that, you know, you've found have worked quite well for you in pregnancy can be great ones to have in your bag for during labour. And I think trying to make the most of the early stages of labour where you potentially still do have a bit of an appetite or you get getting some breaks between contractions to actually, you know, fuel and make sure you've got that energy on board for as you get into the later stages of pregnancy. Because mm. I imagine once you're really in the throes of active labour, it's probably not on your mind to want to eat by then but like you said Absolutely. if you've already fueled yourself before hopefully you're not in burnout mode by the time Absolutely. you get to that phase yeah that's a really smart idea and I, I I know a lot of women had recommended like to throw a bag of lollies or snakes or you yeah. know those high sugary type foods would you agree with that or would you tend to go I know you said carbohydrates are important but would you tend to go more like the lower GI carbohydrates or what's your advice on that? Yeah, particularly if you don't have diabetes, having a few lollies here or there is quite warranted. I mean, labor is pretty strenuous and, and having a bit of sugar here and there to give you a bit of energy is fine. But if we think about those early stages of labor and wanting to fuel ourselves for longer periods of time, having some of those lower GI or those more sustained carbohydrate foods um, is probably going to give you more energy further on down the track than just having lollies. Mm. Um, so I think if you are going to do that, also including some of the other things such as, you know, popcorn or some fruit, muesli bars, some crackers and things that are also going to give you that sustained energy is beneficial as you get towards, um, you know, the later stages or more active stages of labour. Mm, yeah, I think that's really good advice. Mm. I, I just imagine these women having all these snake lollies early on and then just crashing yeah. on that sugar load <laughs> when yeah. you really need all your energy by then. So yeah. no, I think that's really sensible advice. And it's really good, again, because I know a lot of women still think as soon as contractions start that they can't eat. But mm. I think it's really good to bust that myth. And yeah. if you feel like eating, absolutely you should because yeah, you, you do need that energy. Um, and it's so fascinating to hear how ravenous women are post-birth. Mm. So that yes. first meal that they have post-birth, they're often just eating everything within sight off the table because they've absolutely. used up so much energy yeah. and they need to restore. So um, yeah, yeah, I always find that really interesting. So we're, we've covered pregnancy, we've covered mm. labour and birth, and I think we've got really good understanding now of the do's and the don'ts, I guess, during. And now you've had your baby, mm. and this can also be a minefield of information. And particularly if you're a lactating mum and you are breastfeeding your baby, mm. we know that there's a lot of changes when it comes to nutritional requirements. So can you talk us through postpartum nutrition now? Yeah, yeah. Starting off in those really early days after birth, it's really important to keep your fluid intake up as well for a few different reasons. So we really need to make sure we're replenishing any fluid loss that's occurred during birth. And if there's been any blood loss as well, we really need to make sure that we're getting enough fluid. And this is also really important for helping to establish our breast milk supply mm. um, and also that healthy bowel function, which is really important in those early days and weeks after birth as well. 
making sure you have always got fluids nearby, um, all those times sitting and feeding, making sure if you're feeding that you're always having some fluid at the same time to keep up that fluid intake is really, really important. Yes, I agree. I always recommend you have like a breastfeeding station where you have your pelvic floor app and your drink bottle and your phone and everything already set up so you don't have to scramble and grab all these things while the baby's screaming for milk. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. Because particularly in those early days, the amount of time sitting and feeding, it is a significant part of a 24-hour period. So you really want to make sure that you are getting some snacks and fluid and nutrition in during that time. Mm. I think the other thing that's really important in those early days and weeks after birth is fibre to help with healthy bowel function as well. Mm. So particularly if you've had um, an episiotomy or some sort of tear um, during labour, it's really important to make sure that you keep that fibre intake up to avoid any constipation. Mm. And And just for those, Larissa, um, I'm just thinking some women may not have already watched the pregnancy podcast we did on fiber intake but could you just give us a quick rundown on the best ways to Mm. maybe include some fiber especially given the context of a postnatal mum who may be Mm. busy and snacking on the go and whatnot Um, do you have some good tips to get fiber into the diet yeah fruit's a great one so trying to include your key fruits like pear kiwi are really good for helping to get the bowel going and also if you need to using things like pear and prune juice can be quite effective Mm. um adding things like your fiber supplements or powders so like lsa mix chia seeds or even if you need to, like your clear fibre supplements that can be just added to water or smoothies as well, can be really good ways to boost that fibre intake in those early days, but in a convenient way for new mums. So some of the key things that I really like for new mums is fruit smoothies. Mm. So because you can hit the mark with adding fruit fluid as well, which we've touched on is really important. And then you can add in some other sources of fibre, whether it's some oats or some LSA mix or some seeds to boost the fibre in that as well. So you're kind of hitting all of your key things you want to be thinking about in those early days, which is good. Yeah, Yeah, I love that. And I'm just thinking with a new mum, the pro of having a cold smoothie is that you can have it in the fridge and just take sips all day long as opposed to, you know, the the classic meme of having to reheat your coffee cup, you know, six times throughout the day. At least you don't have to do that with a smoothie. There's no preparation. You can make it in the morning and then just sip on it all day long really which is a huge pro when you've got a baby attached to you 24 7 absolutely yeah yeah and some of the other really good fiber things that you can include is you know a lot of the little protein bliss balls that are around Mm. now are quite popular if they're containing lots of nuts and seeds dried fruit like prunes or dates and things they can be a really good source of fiber as well Mm, yeah absolutely and I think the pro of those as well I make my own at home and you can make up a huge batch and I just feel like look you could correct me if I'm wrong but I feel like they last forever you can freeze them you can have them in the fridge for ages so they're really good to just have like a container um if you if you want to make your own I find them really really simple I make them for for me all the time and they taste delicious as well so exactly I often say to people if you know when I'm seeing mums that are going into hospital or something, if you've got time, a bit of maternity leave before you're going in, there are things that you can have in the freezer ready mm. for when you get home as well, yeah. so, which is great. We actually haven't touched on that, but while you've said it, I'd love to. Mm. We'll, we'll come back to the postpartum in two seconds, but what advice do you have for women preparing? So you think freezer meals mm. is a really good idea? 
Yeah, absolutely. Things like, yeah, your bliss balls, your protein balls, things that can be frozen, Mm. snacks and things that you can have on hand. So when you're getting home, you just have to grab a few out of the freezer and have a few defrosted on the bench for you to go, which is Mm. great. The other thing I like for new mums is, particularly if you're preparing before you've had the baby, do some batch cooking, you know, some Mm. soups or casseroles you know, lasagnas, things that re, we know reheat really well um, mm. so that in those early days you've got some healthy meals there that are convenient. If the convenient option is a healthy option, then you will go for it. Yes, and that's going to save you rushing out to get fast food or yes. takeaway or anything. Um, yep. No, I love that idea. I think that's really smart. I, ha- I haven't actually thought about passing that on to pregnant women, but, yeah, if you can prepare before you have your baby, you yep. make the world of difference. And as a visitor to a new mum, mind you, in yes. lockdown, things are a little bit different these days. Restricted. But yep. I think it's always, a, you know, a hot tip to bring a uh, pot of soup or some yep. sort of meal to help that mum out because if it means that they don't have to then worry about cooking, it can make a world of difference to their recovery. So I love yep. that. I okay, also so, like the idea yeah. of um, a fruit basket for new mums as well because, you know, a lot of people yes. take flowers yeah. and often, you know, fruit's really great for a snack for new mums and it's just having some nice fresh fruit on hand that you haven't had to go out and get. Yes. I just think it's a really lovely gift idea as well instead of flowers. Oh, I yeah. like that. I, I, yeah. I think I'm going to do that actually. I think flowers yeah. are beautiful but like you said, they're, um, they're not as practical and fruit is yeah. a really easy go-to and you'd be surprised how hard it feels to get to the supermarket with a tiny baby. Oh, it's a lot of right. logistics to work around and if you can just cut that step out completely for a new mum in those first few weeks, mm. it can make the world of difference. And there's a lot of fibre in fruit, so win-win. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. So coming back to in those early days postnatal, you were saying fibre and fluid are yeah. sort of the top things to be thinking about. Is there anything yeah. else we haven't touched on yet? Depending on the type of delivery, protein can be really important if you've had a C-section or potentially an episiotomy for wound healing. So if you've got any sort of wound healing, I guess, requirements after pregnancy, then certainly making sure you're getting enough protein is important as well um, to support that healing mm. and recovery. Because I think that, you know, after birth, it's quite a, there's a lot of recovery that needs to happen in those early days. And we really need to make sure that we're getting, you know, enough nutrition. So the body's got, you know, all the things it needs to, to heal and recover. Mm. Um, And I think on top of that is also the extra energy that's required. So um, in those early days, you've, you know, your body's recovering from birth, potentially replenishing any, um, if there's been some blood loss, wound healing, um, and then also trying to establish its breast milk supply. It Mm. can be really quite um, demanding on the body in terms of the energy and calories that are needed to, to provide that. So really making sure that you are, uh, eating regularly, um, as we've touched on, you know, all that time feeding, making sure you are having nourishing drinks and snacks and things like that as part of um, those early days and not missing meals is really important. Yeah, that's great. And I know you touched on smoothies as a great, mm. easy option and pre-doing, pre-batching all the frozen meals and doing the bliss balls and things like Mm. that. Is there any, I'm just imagining you're sitting in front of a postnatal mum who's maybe got issues with iron or energy or, Mm. you know, uh, some sort of nutritional depletion. And we know a lot more about postnatal depletion as an Mm. actual issue um, with women these days. And I'm I'm picturing this mum saying to you, I just, 
I don't have the time. How do I have the time to cook these meals or do these things? Do you have any further or final advice mm. for the woman who's just really struggling just to get the bare basics done at home, let alone think about all the things that she should be doing for herself? What's some really easy ways to break it down um, for her to be able to achieve that? So the other thing that I really like is snack platters. Mm. So, um, you know, we think of platter at like special events and things, but I personally quite like having a platter at, <laughs> at home. And I think it's really good for mums. They can have a lot of, uh, I guess, snacks and foods that, you know, you might include on a platter in the fridge, kind of easy to grab. So, you know, your fresh fruits, um, fresh veggie sticks, dips, um, cheese as well. There's not as many restrictions on cheese when you have a baby, so um, that can be a good one. But you can also include things like nuts, cold meats and things. You can really include like a really big variety of foods and also food groups um, mm. by having your own kind of snack platters that you can grab on the go or while you're sitting and feeding, mm. you can be snacking on. And I think that's one of my main suggestions that, and it works quite effectively for new mums as well. Yeah, I love that. That's a really, mm. really fantastic idea. And I think there's something about, you know how with fruit, for example, like once someone's cut it up, then you'll, mm. you'll eat it. Whereas when yeah. it's not cut up, you won't touch it. There's something exactly. about if you just prepare it once, you yeah. will actually then eat that throughout the day. You cut up the carrot sticks, you cut up, you know, all of the dip, yeah, dip exactly. items. Um, it means you'll actually eat it then. I think that's a, that's a wonderful idea. Thank you. That's, yeah, that's really, that's really right. helpful. And I, I think that um, you're trying to optimise those times of the day where you might have your hands free. So maybe in baby's nap time, you know, trying to use those times to have all your carrot sticks cut up and have things ready to go so that when you're busy, you have got things you can just just grab there to have is really yeah. the key. Yeah. Yeah. Creating yeah. those buffers, I think is really mm. important. So I know myself, I pretty much stopped cooking dinner at dinner times yeah. two and a half years ago when I had my first son, because it's always seems to be the time of the day where the kids are tired. Yeah. It's witching hour. Witching I hour, often yeah. had a baby on my chest screaming while I'm trying to chop veggies up and yeah. it's always really stressful so now I've resorted to batch cooking so mm -hmm. I'm only cooking two or three times a week but also preparing at lunchtime so when I do get yeah. a bit of downtime when babies are napping I prepare all the food so that come dinner time I've created that buffer so that mm. if everyone is losing it um, yeah. I can still have a healthy meal and not have to give up completely because um, exactly. I think that yeah. dinner time can be really really hard for for new mums so my advice also would be don't try and cook dinner at dinner <laughs> yes yeah and I really love slow cookers for that reason mm. you know using slow cookers getting something on in the morning when maybe you do have a bit more time and then later on all you've got to do is sort of you know quickly serve something up and you've got a nice healthy hot meal there ready to go is really yeah yeah I love that and I mm. think this is the sort of information that women they need that practical, yeah. you know, advice, slow cookers, freezing meals, bliss balls, snack platters, all of that. It just mm. can make the world of difference. Having a drink bottle at your breastfeeding station, like all of that means that you're ticking all the boxes, but without feeling overwhelmed by it. So you're sort of getting it all done, but without feeling like you've got to think mm. of 20 things that you need to get done every single day. It's so much more achievable for women to do it than just breaking it down and making it really practical. So thank you for that. That's awesome. Hey mamas, Laura here. I really hoped you loved that episode. I particularly loved Larissa's snack ideas for both during labor and after birth. And I think half the battle with eating the most nutritious foods is that 
being organized is hard. So I loved her ideas for a snack platter and that is something I'm definitely going to try once I've had baby number three. Now, if you'd like to learn more from Larissa, you can find her on Instagram at prenatal underscore dietitian. I'd also love to hear from you over on my socials at Physio Laura. If you've got any hot tips for postpartum snack ideas or recovery after birth. Now, this is our final episode for this pregnancy nutrition series, but we have so many amazing podcast series coming up. So if you haven't already, please do subscribe to the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast so that you don't miss out on any episode releases. And don't forget that for most of our podcast series, we do record exclusive bonus content for Pregnancy Posse members. In the bonus member episode for this pregnancy nutrition series, Larissa talks us through breastfeeding nutrition and baby led weaning. So we chat about extra nutrients and calories you'll need when breastfeeding, her thoughts on the keto diet and fasting whilst breastfeeding, probiotics, and so much more. Now, inside the Pregnancy Posse, you'll also find weekly guided pregnancy workouts, an extensive resources library on all things to do with birth preparation, pelvic floor exercises, and managing pregnancy pains plus a wonderful community forum and weekly Q&A sessions with me. Now, I'd love to help you have a wonderful pregnancy, birth, and postnatal experience. So just visit thepregnancyposse.com to see what the Pregnancy Posse is all about and to trial it for seven days. I'll catch you soon for our next amazing podcast series on the Pregnancy with Physio Laura podcast. Until then, mamas, sending you wonderful pregnancy vibes and enjoy the incredible journey that is pregnancy.